and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the fifth album by Rubble Bucket called Sun Machine, and it starts with a song called What Life Is. been a band that I've liked a lot ever since we saw them at South by Southwest in 2015 and they were my favorite band that we saw that year and in fact they were the first band that we ever intentionally went back to see a second a second set they were so fabulous at I think it was the Blackheart on Rainy Street and they're very difficult to classify I've seen them described as dance funk jazz funk electro jazz They've, they've got a lot of different influences and they're very poppy, but they've got horns and their live performance seems like a marching band. Sometimes they come out into the audience and they're very exuberant and enthusiastic, but their work has a lot of depth. And so I was very excited to see this album and then to read the history behind it, which makes it even more interesting. This is the project that is the brainchild of Kamya Traver and Alex Toth who I guess met in college and you were talking about the diverse influences. I guess she studied jazz and then was in a reggae band with him. And so already you're getting kind of, okay, these are not sort of traditional indie pop elements. And I think what they are making is music that is using kind of the instrumentation and techniques of jazz or reggae type music, but to make what to me is very poppy music but it just sounds so refreshing that it's horns forward in a big way. And the the band has a lot of members, but it's these two who are really at the heart of it. And the impetus for making this record is they were in a long-term relationship. She got ovarian cancer and went through treatment for that. They broke up and then they each made their own solo records. And then they decided to come back together and 
they they still have a solid relationship and so this record is kind of about their breakup and their embracing life and it's sort of a, a way to approach the darkness in life with enthusiasm and hope yeah and they embracing the conscious uncoupling from other celebrities and using it in maybe a better way here turning that breakup into art as well as matching breakup tattoos which is pretty great. So the next song we'll play is called Donna. I think to listen to this album because we saw them live and it was such a transcendent experience. I mean, any band that is able to get an exhausted South by Southwest audience dancing has something special about them. And then I think we were going through something really stressful, but saw them at Slim's maybe like six months later. And it was the same thing. Like no matter how miserable, no matter how stressed out the, the energy is amazing. But to listen to this song and just, really paying attention and just being impressed by the structural intricacy of this, that Mm -hmm. this is sort of happy dance music. And yet the playfulness with structure is really impressive to me that there's, there's a verse pre-chorus chorus, but then the verse has a little instrumental interlude in the middle of it with two halves that are different lengths. It's threes instead of twos or fours. So it's already kind of not a traditional pop structure in terms of the number of lines the there's even a kind of weird post-chorus interlude after the first chorus and then they really have fun with it and like there's not that many pieces and what we heard there was kind of going into a stretch where we hear the chorus like four times in a row but each time kind of changing up the instrumentation changing up the way that she's singing and then in the last time just kind of throwing the lyrics out the window and just kind of going do 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 and so that it's really yeah, just the amount of variety within a not particularly long song is very impressive. And I think what is really demonstrated well here is one of the things I love about this band is often when you have horns in with a kind of a pop song, especially when it's horns and thin synths, they don't meld very well together, but the horns never seem obtrusive in these songs. They just are kind of the backbone of the of the rhythm and they add so much just fun and lightheartedness without seeming showy. Well, and it's also, I, they could really go off the rails because I think there's three different horns because I think it's sax and trumpet and trombone. So mm-hmm. they, it's a horn, it's a broad horn section and yet none of them plays too much. I mean, there, there, there are times when the horns kind of say, Oh, Hey, I'm here kind of barge in a little bit, but it's always seems appropriate. It's always fun. And it, the, 
they bring such energy and it's not just synths it's super arpeggiated synths Mm -hmm. and so it's like one of the more kind of artificial feeling sounds and then balanced with the just the warmth of this horn section and yet they completely work together they shouldn't so the next song we'll play is called lemonade to talk about the submarine and the big blue whale who got stranded by the sonar. Makes me think about your laser beam. You screamed at me until I played the part. I thought I needed you in every way. I woke up in some pain and I texted you by mistake. Honestly, things are gravy. an interview with Traver where she said that Toth had a habit of writing a song a day where he would try and come up with a song and then by the end of the day record some kind of mp3 of it and put it in a shared folder and when he made this one it was called Lemonade and he dropped it into the folder and then the next day Beyonce dropped her Lemonade album and so Traver said you can't call a song Lemonade now like Beyonce has taken that word forever but they decided that enough time had passed that it was okay to call lemonade now yeah well the song is called lemonade but this is sort of the title track of the album because early in the song in the first verse we didn't play uh she says oh you used to talk about the sun machine and so i think they they probably would have called the album lemonade but i think they felt like that was a bridge too far after beyonce she owns that for an album title and as an explanation of the album title traver has said that the sun machine sun machine is this idea of your heart as like the sun that's inside you and the magma at your core that's a natural source but it's just the heat that burns inside you yeah it's a really i like this song i think this is the first time we actually hear alex toth come out as a vocalist so we hear a little of him duetting in that uh, in those verses, and then he gets the bridge to kind of respond back to her. And it's not super conclusive, but yeah, that warmth that they clearly feel for each other, even as they're apart, is is so evident. And even though the chorus of the song is, did I make you mean or were you always that way? And it's the idea that you could write that song together with somebody or write that song and have the other person sing it is pretty remarkable yeah it's a it's a fantastic collaboration between these two this is also maybe the one of the jazziest songs on the album you get a little kind of vibraphone going on there the horns are just a lot more kind of again it's just jazzy that the synthesizer just has this really warm kind of womp womp sound that's especially charming and i think 
yeah, the the entire effect is just really pulls you in. It's it's a really charming song. So the next song we'll play is what I think is the thematic heart of the album, and it's called Fruity. I said I'd make it to the party, but I've got a lot going on. The lioness gave a feast for 40 of her body, then slept on the ground till the flower grew out. Yeah. I said we'd walk around the city and catch a cab at exactly dawn. I promise with my eyes, and I know that the peach tree skipped to you, Fruity. Spring dropped her flowers on the love this song so much because I think it it's so uplifting and so positive but at the same time it so concisely captures what I think they're trying to say about their own relationship which is the way that you can be young and idealistic and have all these romantic ideas about what life is like and once you grow up and realize that you have to be a little bit more realistic about the challenges in life that changes your relationship. And the line that I love is repeated. It's at the beginning and then it's the last line that's repeated at the end, which is a peach tree skipped to you fruity and the next spring dropped her flowers on the ground. And it's just this idea of being young and optimistic and fresh and then turning into real people. Yeah. But there is sort of a sense of at least the opportunity of rebirth that when you mature and parts of you die but then new things grow out of those and it's different but that it's still good and it is a good message i i like that very grounded theme is contrasted with i think one of the most synthetic sounding because it just is this like incredibly even beat that even if it's a drummer it feels like a drum machine because you just dump 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 and just down the middle and this super fake sounding kind of synth wind and then what anchors it and brings it back you know i talked about how horn forward this is this is one of the first places where i feel like the guitars really stand out mm-hmm. you know like oh yeah this band has a guitarist and mm-hmm. that that's what kind of brings the organic realness to it uh-huh. going out of that verse into the chorus and uh-huh. just like oh this is where you're kind of allowed to breathe this sort of s- somewhat oppressive sound of just this unsettling synth and that just give me some variety drums and then suddenly the guitar comes in and it's a very free and open and it's a lovely contrast yeah and it's just it's such a beautiful song and it's just so happy and i just feel like it condenses everything that they're trying to communicate in the album and their artistic expression really into one song and i just really love it so the next song we'll play is called has a darker title it's called annihilation song
on the earlier track about how oh finally the guitars are able to be prominent this is i think the first or maybe only track where the bass really takes the lead and it just gives it a real propulsive sound and i think it matches really well with this just i think a positive message of getting knocked down but keep going of just like i'm down for the count but i'm getting up soon enough yeah i think that makes it the other sort of thematic heart of the album is that's what it's all about it's not focusing on the being down it's about you're going to get up again what we heard a little of which i I like again that the alex toth is used sparingly as a vocalist but here where you hear them trading off where one of them is saying this is annihilation this is the annihilation while the other one is saying nope i'm getting back up and this sense of just keep going yeah their vocals complement each other so well and i think that it's always the right choice to have her in the forefront and as the more prominent vocalist because i think she's definitely a better singer but i he offsets her really well and i like the songs where they're where kind of he's in the background or there's a call and response yeah and i will say fortunately this is another one where hey we're talking up this band they just played san francisco sorry but uh if you have the chance to see him i mean she is just you know not only i think a, be- a good singer but her just entire stage presence is the whole, pretty I mean, remarkable the whole band is fantastic yeah the, but i feel like she earns the kind of front woman like she's just out and has so much energy but then everyone has that energy and it is really but it's great to listen to the album and have a chance just to focus on the music and realize oh yeah this music is actually really good music yeah but it definitely doesn't do hearing them on record doesn't do their live performance justice yeah so again go see that show that you just missed (laughs) get get your time machine out so the next song we'll play is called inner cry song is a good example of something I notice on a number of songs on the album which is what I would call tasteful arpeggiator because I think it's it's a tool that artists can I think fall a little too in love with and use to distraction and that can be fun I think that uh, 
new pornographer's album where they're just like, yep, we're going to put our patient on every damn song. Yeah, we're going to put it on every damn song. And it was great. It was great. But here I like that it's more of a, it's not the main ingredients. It's a spice and it's very... It's relatively subtle, which is not something I would ever say about arpeggiator. But and I think the lightness and sparkliness of the arpeggiator goes really well with. I think that's a trumpet, and you mentioned that it might be kind of a muted trumpet, but the ba 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 ba, which is a really kind of chunky sound. Yeah, use it's like using the horns as a percussion instrument, mm-hmm. which they don't do as much, and here it really stands out. And it's this case of you know we have this set of ingredients, but we're going to use it in a way that kind of throws you for a loop. Hey, you thought the horn the horns are gonna be now the really holding down the rhythm and it's like, do I even notice the drums? Not I think really. it's it's notable that they both play horns. Uh Toth plays trumpet and Trevor plays saxophone. And you can really tell that they just have a real intuitive, creative sense of how to work the horns in with all these other instruments, including the synths and the arpeggiator. Yeah, and it is crazy that they're able to be blowing like crazy into their horns and then put the horn down and start singing. Well, presumably, I mean, we have seen them play live and there is some of that, but presumably this is not tracked live. Presumably so, but it's still that, but you know that they could and it's it's pretty remarkable and it's just, a, I think, a testament to their talents. So we talked about the fact that Traver does most of the vocals on this record, but one where Toth sings, I think the only one is also the penultimate track and the one we'll play next. It's called Sunlit Sparks, parentheses, I Won't Break You. takes the lead vocal here we still get Traver's vocals in this weird auto-tuned I just I'll use vocoder as the superset of all weird vocal effects yeah it's very artificial sounding and very affected but it's still and the fact that they're paired together in this different way and she sounds so different and he's taking the lead and he has a much more sort of even I don't want to say boring but less interesting voice it really changes the tone of the song yeah, well, it's such an yet another, you know, they're they have this maturity as artists and as people to keep looking at the breakup from different angles and you know revisit it musically. And it really comes across as this conversation. But this is I mean, every other one has really felt like she it was from her point of view or at least mostly because she was singing. And here it is. Even when she's singing, it's so kind of artificial and it makes her seem almost not like a person, but like this force and he's trying to reason with that force. So you get this kind of 
like back and forth in the in the chorus where she's this just wall of like I won't break you and the implication being like I have I'm just all powerful this crazy robot p- person and he's using the same quiet voice like you know we're on the same side can't we work it out and it's a little scary and the entire song is just a little spooky and yet still pretty I think this this whole album is just such a testament to what you can do if you're honest with your emotions and with what's going on in your life but force yourself to take a positive attitude towards it and I think insofar as this record is dealing with tragedy of having cancer and treatment for it and having the end of this long relationship you look at a record like Mount Erie a crow looked at me which is all about his wife died of cancer and it's so somber and heartbreaking and depressing and this song I mean this record takes a different attitude toward recovering from what life throws at you and really finding the joy in life and focusing on that getting back up rather than being knocked down. Yeah, it's re- it's really affirming and inspiring and it's just I think musically very strong what there's 10 tracks and we had to skip two and it was really tough because those songs we didn't play are also pretty great yeah and you know it took me a while to come around there's a a handful of spoken word tracks but even those i think after my initial like what are they doing it's another take on traver kind of finding peace with having been sick and living with pain and learning just to be alive now and, and they they serve as a nice compliment in a way that I think initially I was skeptical, but re-listening, you know, I warmed on it. And even the entire album seemed sort of frenetic and crazy in a way that it took, we even thought about doing this for a few episodes. I'm like, no, let's do another album. And I was a little resistant and I was crazy. I'm glad we finally did it because it's a pretty wonderful and just fun to listen and yet has that depth to it. And even without the depth, you can just listen to it for the first time driving in your car with the windows down and it's just this great fun party album that makes you want to get up and dance and the fact that it does both of those at the same time is really impressive yeah these these are artists the the good kind yeah (laughs) so we're gonna go out with the last song which is called habit creature and you've been listening to for the record we've been discussing rubble buckets album sun machine thanks for listening
是。